Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, welcome back. Final segment of the show as uh, we get you set for some Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns taking on the Pelicans. I am still down here at the Mullet Arena. Continue to play the hairband music as we get set for the Coyotes' home opener at the Mullet Arena. They're taking on the Winnipeg Jets, part of a four-game homestand before they hit the road for 14. And we're going to join, like we always do, one of our favorite Suns broadcasters. Does an outstanding job, part of our team, Bloomer, John Bloom. Bloomer, what's going on? Well, Gambo, we're just getting ready for another one. It should be a good Friday night all over the Valley. You've got the hockey, we've got the hoops, and uh, and then a football game and a bunch of action this weekend. But as far as the Suns are concerned, I know you enjoyed uh, yourself watching the other night of what they did to the champs. And now tonight they just have to mind their P's and Q's against the Pelicans team that's coming in here without a lot of firepower, uh, most likely without Zion Williamson tonight. Brandon Ingram didn't make the trip. So Suns just need to really play their own game. They should be able to get out of here with another W. What was your biggest takeaway from the Warriors game? You know, I think it was their composure. I heard you and Bernsey talking about that, too. I think uh, in that third quarter, it was a close game. They were up six at the half, and you felt good about how they were playing, but you didn't feel like they were going to blow that team out. And then when things went sideways for the Warriors, uh, it was a situation where the Suns could have joined them and, and struggled during that stretch of the third where things were ugly and there was a bunch of tacticals and fouls and all that stuff, but the Suns just picked them apart and uh, just you know maintained their composure, and I think if they can do that, through this season, that is going to be a huge reason why they'll be tough to beat. Yeah, I think it was good to see Chris Paul knock down some of those open threes. That was it. And the other thing is, you know, which a lot of people aren't talking about, just defensively. I mean, this team continues to get it done defensively, a staple for James Jones, but they have been a very good defensive team. I mean, they shut down Steph, they shut down Clay. They played really well on that side. Yeah, they did. And uh, that's going to be a consistent thing. That's what they know. If that if, if they make defense their calling card, they, re- they understand what that can do for them especially when it matters down the stretch. But they're starting, you know, they, they want to start the season strong. They want to establish these qualities and this identity as a team early, even though, you know, it doesn't nece- necessarily mean that's the way they're going to play in April and May. But I think that I, I like the attitude. I like what they've shown us so far in the first, you know, week, two, two weeks of the season. And uh, now we get another week at home before they head on a, a tricky road trip. And uh, y- these opportunities to play against good teams. Now, this is a Pelican team, as I mentioned, that could be very good. If they were 100% healthy, I think they will be very good, but right now they're nowhere near that. No, we saw last year just the defensive intensity they had. I mean, great job by Dave Griffin, right, and getting Alvarado and Herb Jones. Those guys those guys were defensive player of the year in their respective conferences, you know, in college. Alvarado in the ACC for Georgia Tech was the defensive player of the year. Yeah. And we saw what he did to Chris Paul. We, you know, it was a couple of times, and he got the eight-second violation with Chris. Chris hit him in the jaw and Chris got the technical. And because of just the frustration that Chris had with Alvarado, the peskiness, he's a 5'10", you know, pest, and he was just all over Chris, and he made things very difficult for him. He did. Gamba, honestly, Jose Alvarado has become a swear word in my house. I don't know uh, if you know that, but my wife and my daughters do not like that dude at all after how he played against the Suns, and it was just in that playoff series. I mean, that's, that's where really everybody got to know Jose Alvarado, but as you mentioned, he did have a calling card 
out for himself in college at Georgia Tech. Herb Jones did the same in Alabama. And then they come and they do it at this level, which was pretty surprising. And Willie Green talked about that before the game, that it was a process. You know, he wasn't sure that he was going to have them contributing on a game-in, game-out basis when the season started. But by the time they got to February and March, he really knew that they were going to play an integral role. And boy, did they down the stretch, especially in the playoffs, as you mentioned. Yeah, I think, you know, for New Orleans, that was that was, that was was a great series for them. Even in losing, they proved a lot to themselves that they can compete. That was without Zion. But with C.J. McCollum's veteran leadership and Brandon Ingram stepping up and the defense that those guys played, the size they have with Alan Junis, I think that that was a real big step for them last year in losing to the Suns. Just having those six games under their belt should go a long way towards helping them in the future. I agree. And the other guy we didn't mention, who was another rookie last year, is Trey Murphy. And he's Love a guy. Him. Great yeah, shooter. He, he is, and that's the thing. You you you, you look at these guys, and they each have like a, a thing that they excel at. And and not only did they excel at it in college, but now it's translated. We mentioned Alvarado and Herb Jones on the defensive side, but Trey Murphy the third can flat out light it up, and he's you know averaging over 15 points a game to start this season. So that's a sincere uptick from last year as a rookie, and I expect even more from him. As you mentioned, he's known for his shooting, uh, but he's also got great length at six foot eight, and if he fills out a little bit, uh, maybe he can be better on the defensive side to add to that three-point arsenal. Yeah, I, and I said this to Burnsy earlier, like, I almost I wish they were at full strength. Now, in the past, I might have looked at a, an opponent that didn't have key players. Oh, that's good. That's good for the Suns. That'll, right. That'll more likely mean a win that this guy's out or that guy's out. Oh, great. Steph's not playing. Oh, great. You know, Jamal Murray's not playing. Kawhi. Like, I would always look at that and say, that's good. Get the win. But now, you know, now that the Suns have proven themselves as one of the top teams in the NBA. I want the challenge. The challenge, because that brings out the best in the Suns yep. and makes for a much more entertaining style of, of, uh, of basketball. I tend to agree, to agree. It's weird how our mentality has shifted over the course of the last five years or so, uh, or since Monty Williams got here, if you wanted to be specific about it, uh, and then obviously changed even more so when Chris Paul came over and, and what they've done the last couple seasons. So yeah, you want to see everybody come in here with their full, full arsenal especially when it's a dude like Zion. I mean, that's a guy, just the way he's built uh, and what he does with it is remarkable. So, yeah, I want to see it when, when he comes to town. Unfortunately, tonight it sounds like he is not going to be out there, miss his second straight game after taking what was a pretty hard fall against the Utah Jazz. I don't know if you saw it, Gambo. I but, did. Uh, I did yeah, see Jordan it. Yep. Clarkson made a nice play on the ball. He actually blocked the ball, yep. and, and Zion just lost his balance. But when you lose your balance and you're up in the air like he is and you weigh the kind of poundage that he weighs – with that kind of force, you're going to maybe miss a couple games, and that's the case. Yeah, we talked about earlier, like, which organization would you rather be going forward for the next three, four, five years? New Orleans or, or Phoenix? And and I took the Suns, and, and not as a homer thing, but only because I think the difference is that they have Devin Booker and New, and New Orleans doesn't. This is not a knock on Zion or Ingram or any of those guys. New Orleans has all of these draft picks coming going forward. I get it. But, I, you know, they both have great supporting cast, but to me, I just think the difference is having that superstar player, and the Suns right now have that in Devin Booker. Yeah, and I mean, I would just take it even one step further than that, because you're talking about the core, and you've got
got Bridges and Aiton locked up as well. So, you know, look, I, I don't sleep on their impact to this basketball team. Booker's the star. I'm with you. The guy just keeps getting better. It's mind-blowing. Uh, you know, you just think he's going to hit a ceiling, but he doesn't. He just bursts through it, and he's going to bring it to another level even this year, as he already has to start the season with four games in, under his belt, averaging 32 and a half. So uh, I, I just think that it, when it comes to this core going forward, I also would include D.A. and Mikel uh, because of what they mean to this team now and the fact that they're locked up long term. Bloomer, always good catching up with you, my friend. I appreciate the time. Enjoy the game tonight. All right, Gamba. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the mullet over there in Tempe, I man. will. I will enjoy the mullet. <laughs>